What's up, y'all, and welcome into Forte Catholic. I hope that you are having a great day, and we, we can make it even better with today's show. Olivia Newton-John Harrison is back on the show this month. Uh, she has disappeared from the internet, just like Father Anthony did last year. So this is the only place that you get those people now. The exclusive, exclusive Liv Harrison on Forte Catholic this week. We had a great show. We had a good time. Uh, we didn't yell at each other too much. We were quite jovial. It was a good time. I hope that you guys enjoyed today's show. If you do, please like, subscribe, uh, either on the podcast app that you're listening to or on YouTube, and uh, vice versa. Podcasts are always easier on the go. YouTube's good to have on the background while you're just hanging out or working. So uh, look at our pretty faces on YouTube or just listen to us. Wherever you listen to podcasts, hit subscribe. I'm going to keep saying it until you do it. Enjoy today's show that is brought to you by Catholic Match and the Ave Explorers Podcast. What's up? Welcome to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. That is Olivia Newton-John. Olivia, you're here. Well, you're not here. What's you're up? at your house because you're still quarantining even though you got your shot already and you're perfectly <laughs> fine. But you've decided to make this thing, even though the CDC says you can go out with other people who are fully vaccinated, which is not me. So now I see the problem. Okay, fine. <laughs> Hello, Liv. How are you? <laughs> Hi, Taylor. How are you? Oh, much better than than I deserve. Uh, because <laughs> <laughs> I don't deserve any of the good things in my life. But uh, What's good? I want to hear a good thing. Wait a second. Pause. That was amazing. You just said you have good things in your life. Let's hear it. I want to hear one. My other three co-hosts. You're the worst. <laughs> I had to think about it because you have three kids, and I was like, "You're gonna say your other three kids?" I was like, "How many kids do you have?" There are three people Cute. in my life that just mean the world to me. Uh, they've been your in my life host. for so long, for years. They're they're just so precious to me. It's uh, Allison, Father Anthony, and John. <laughs> well, this is my last episode, everybody. Thanks for oh, being part of Forte Catholic. Golly, it took you long enough. Took long enough. Why didn't you just ask already? Like, just tell me. You're always Please. like, oh, you, you never treat me well on this show. And I'm like, yeah, it's like that whole breakup tactic where it's like I don't have the, <laughs> the guts to break up with a girl, so I just treat her poorly so she breaks up with me. Did you never learn this tactic? Is that what you're... I, did, I, ma I met Nathan at 15. I married my high school sweetheart. <laughs> he won't go away. So <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I've never asked you this question. Oh, no. What? Have you dated... Did you ever... Like, did you date anybody before Nathan? Yeah, I did. did and you? during Nathan. <laughs> you you want to clarify that at all? <laughs> it is what it is. I mean, like, In high school, last week? Like, what are we talking? High school, college, <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, yeah. He's a very patient man. So, yeah. And a uh, big forgiver. So forgives. Here's, so, yeah. here's the thing. What I was thinking was, I thought your answer was going to be no, that you didn't date. Because, like, I didn't date till I was 15, six, I think even 16. Uh, so yeah, I was I like, oh, maybe, like, you know, it's like Father Anthony. Like, he entered the, the seminary right out of high school. Like, he doesn't know what the world is. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't understand anything. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, so, you know, oh, you didn't, like, get the opportunity to date other people. But I didn't know that the answer was that you did. The chubby just, funny girl got a date? Yeah, I did. <laughs> no, that, that wasn't the point. It was that you were very young. <laughs> no, yeah, no. I, uh, he was my first kid. Well, okay, well, you know about my first kiss was somebody else in junior high and it didn't really count but now that he's famous it counts um but we were just friends woody harrelson we all know the story 
<laughs> not Woody Harrelson, but my actual like full on real kiss kiss. That was Nathan. So kiss kiss. What are we? Chris Brown. She won't yeah, love it. Basically. Love it. Love it. Love it. Kiss, kiss, kiss. <laughs> it wasn't junior high and it wasn't just a friend thing. It was like, I like like you. <laughs> I like like I love that where it's like, oh, I like, I, like, I, I like my friends and then I like like the person that I have a crush on and then yeah. at some point you love them and it's this weird yeah. thing where like English is stupid you know like we've, we've yeah. all heard you've all been around church and like oh there's some some scholars say there's three words for love in Greek and others yeah. say there's seven and others say there's 48 and I'm just like why don't scholars agree on a language that <laughs> has been around for thousands? I don't understand why there's they can't <laughs> there's a, well but, so but, you can love Chick-fil-a and you can love your wife, Sam. Right. But are they the same, Taylor? They but, might be for you. But this is they my point, be. is I think I like like Chick-fil-A. Like, we we as an English-speaking people have come up with oh. multiple words for love. We just say like twice and understand Wait. that it doesn't mean love. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but there's some food I know that you love. You brought me to that soul food place, and you were like, I love it here. And they loved you. They were really, really nice. I, I love that place. But I, I I wonder, I'm do. wondering if it's like this for other emotions. Like, I'm not or just other countries. I, I'm not just angry. Like, I'm angry, 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 angry. <laughs> yes, I have something that we say whenever. Well, never mind. It's not appropriate for the podcast. Good. I'm glad you have some sort of filter. Now, I'm like, I'm gonna tell. Like, I'm never gonna say like to my wife. Like, my wife is lovely. She's she. Uh, I love her. Isn't she lovely? She makes food for me all the time, which is like, you know, people like I, I love that. Like the, she knows that the way to my heart is food and the way to my heart is mostly blocked because of all the food that I eat. <laughs> <laughs> but, she can no longer get in there. She's right. like trying to go up an artery and it's right. blockage. So that's why you don't have a cold heart, Taylor. You have like arteries that are blocked. I see. Yeah, I, I have difference. a heart. I 100% have a heart. No one just can reach it <laughs> got it we just need to get you into cardiologist and right. then you could be all loving again right now we know uh, it's a medical so I, i'm right i've now. made the decision here i'm never going to tell her that i'm starving ever again i'm just going to say i'm hungry hungry <laughs> <laughs> and, which makes me think of a hippos which is what i'm turning yeah. into like i'm a hungry hungry hippo because I'm that's where it came much. from yeah, you went food, food. I don't want food. I want food. There's food. another game called Starving Hippos, and they're like, let's do Hungry, Hungry. It'll be a super hit. <laughs> <laughs> they trademarked it. That's awesome. I want you to actually start saying that to Sam. I will. And she's like, I got it, got it. I'm like, you'll just start repeating everything. <laughs> Which is funny because like, my, my whole life is editing and taking out people stuttering, and now I want to do it purposefully. Like every time I'm describing a strong emotion or feeling, I'm just yeah. going to say it twice. Double it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's squared. Love squared. You might be sad, but I'm sad, sad. <laughs> I'm sad, sad. All right. Uh, Would you like to pivot into what we plan to talk about <laughs> at all? I don't know. This, this has kind of been great. Let's go back to, let's go to your dating. <laughs> like, uh, no, yes, let's pivot. Yeah, let's pivot. For <laughs> let's pivot. Sure. I, I think we shared enough in that category. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what I wanted to start today's show off with was uh, just saying words twice. And, but then let's move into uh, I, I, track season started. So people have been listening to the show for a while. A around this time, every year in the spring, uh, track season starts. And I've been coaching 
the track team at our local Catholic school. So I've been with the high school boys, and now I've been helping out with, with the girls as well. And I love it. You know, I, I, I was all around sports my entire life, and I like liked sports a lot. Uh, and then, so I got into <laughs> coaching, and our team is really good, and we've been historically good for the last few years after being historically irrelevant for 100. And then Taylor showed up, and it got good good. This is going to get annoying. I have to keep doing it, I think, for the bit. But so I'm you guys are like, good, good? <laughs> you got to emphasize on one of them. You can't just say it the same. You have to be like, so we're good. We're good, good. You are know, you like, good, you have to, good? Like, or are you it. good, good? It's See, like, there I, you I go. That's know. the difference. But <laughs> No, so you guys are good, good. Yeah. We started, the, we started here recently. And we had... Because of uh, the COVID and all this kind of stuff, like there's there's weird rules about meets, and it's it's just been harder to find meets and harder to to get into to meet. So it's just been weird. So for a very strange reason or a very strange season, we had to do some very strange things. Like our first week of practice, we didn't really practice because we had two meets in a week. So like a typical week, the track meets are on Saturdays. So it's like you do hard okay. workout, like Monday, I'm going through days. Monday, hard workout, kind of medium workout, hard workout Wednesday, medium workout, th- like technical work on Thursday, kind of prep prep day, pretty easy day Friday, and then and then obviously the meet on Saturday. Well, in our first meet, first week, we had uh, kind of practice, but it's a small school, so they're all like dual sport athletes. So I saw like three of them <laughs> of our team of 30 something. And so I, I barely saw them. And then Tuesday we had like a half day of practice. And then Wednesday we had a meet. And then Thursday they're all sore because they haven't done track stuff in a year because our season got canceled a year ago <laughs> because of COVID. So we, we got into the season and it was just like, we didn't have any days of practice. And usually just like, I, I've been around the sport long enough, and I know how to train them. Like, usually at the beginning of the season, you come in and you're like, okay. So let's let's just say, let's just give you some hypothetical numbers. Let's say that Liv right now can run a lap around a track in 18 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Is that good? That sounds bad. No, it's very bad. I okay. used to run a lap around the track in 49 seconds back in the day. Oh, <laughs> thanks, Taylor. <laughs> so let's, let's just say that so Liv. So this is probably true, then. I know. <laughs> I, I was true. trying to be truthful. Hey, I've been running, so anyway, go ahead. From from the police, like someone else on this show. Oh, no. no. uh, Couch to 10K. Let's let's say, I'm just surprised you know those words. I'm I'm just impressed (laughs) that you know what that is. (laughs) Okay, so you, let's say last season, you ran around the track. By the end of the season, you were running 18 minutes, one lap around the track. Uh, this season, usually you'd come in a little, a little slower because you just either you took a season off or you were just playing basketball. It's just like different conditioning. So you come in and you're running like 18 minutes and 12 seconds at the first meet. It's like okay, that's that's actually pretty good to, to like to not be to be close not to where like you were last year. 21 minutes, right. like not be exactly. so horrible. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then usually like by mid season, you start getting down to your best, and then the rest of the season. You're PRing, which like personal record, personal best. You're just getting better and better and better every week until the end of the season. And that's part of my job as a coach is to help them along that progress. So we had our first meet where we had half a day. And it's been one of those things that like I, I do take some like healthy pride in. Like the program was nothing. And then I showed up and now we're getting medals at state. Like it's, you know, I take some pride in. Like I know what I'm doing. Take I've it. been around this I'll sport you. since I was, you know, this as tall as you are now which for me was like fourth grade. So <laughs> <laughs> I've been this tall, I think, since fourth grade. <laughs> yeah, no one denies that. <laughs> so uh, usually that's how the season goes. Well, we had our first meet, and 
90% of the events that we were entered into, they got personal records. They were beating personal records by 10 seconds, 4 seconds, 30 seconds. Uh, one kid broke his own school record twice in one day. I mean, like, it was just all this, like, oh, like, we're starting this season differently than we have in the past. <laughs> because usually I would get them, like, a lot of them played football, and then they would play basketball, and then they would run track. But that's just like football, you're getting big and kind of bulky. Basketball, it's not as much conditioning. It's more skill-based, right? And yeah. then track, they'd get to me and be like, we got to get you guys back in shape. Well, I got them, and I'm just like, wow, like, we're taking, like, huge leaps already. And so instead of, like, me having to, like, do all this work, I'm now reaping the benefit of the work that they did in the summer. This past summer was the first time at our school that – really like all almost 100% buy-in like probably 80% buy-in of all the athletes at the school summer workouts uh, five days a week almost all throughout the summer just lifting running getting in shape getting you know bigger faster stronger and like that work that they put in back in last summer like they are reaping the benefits and I just in the beneficiary of them reaping the benefits like we had a great two days at the at the track and so I was just thinking about how, like, man, th- usually it's the hard work in the season, but they did mm-hmm. all the hard work six months ago and they're reaping the benefits now. That's amazing. Even during COVID, they were able to do like, is that why do you think people were home? So they were around and they were like, take my kid, make it run. <laughs> make <laughs> like, it run. That- yeah. Like they did have less to do. <laughs> is uh, that kind of why <laughs> all these kids are like, yeah, I'll come lift. <laughs> yeah. And I think like our, our, like it's, it's a, a, a another point is that they did like, they did it together as a group, I think, because people are getting buy-in into the athletics department cool. at our school. It's like, you know, it's like, what, what is it like? What What is the saying about, like, loose lips seek ships, but a rising tide raises them all or something like that? Sure. I think that's two different that sayings great. that I just slammed into one. <laughs> it, it was good, good what I just did. So, you know, like... Uh, what is it? Rising waters raise all ships. I literally ships? don't know. I have no idea. That's the saying. I think. I'm not Great. sure. Great. I'm glad. I'm glad you're being so helpful. I, I, sorry. I don't know. I don't buy Afghans with things quoted on them. I don't think we can say that. I don't know what you just said, but I, I and Forte Catholic do not represent the the the, the thoughts and feelings of Liv Harrison. Do not represent the thoughts. Oh, and I feelings think everybody knows that. I think everybody who's listened more than ten seconds knows. Wait a second. So here's my question. The other events or other sports at your school, obviously the athletes haven't been sitting around just waiting for track, right? Like in the middle of the spring, there were other sports prior to right now. How well do you think their workouts in the summer like benefited those sports also? Does that make sense? Before track? Yeah. So if you recall like the fall, like I talked about like football and it was the best. See how I just set you up for that? I did. I did. Thank you. You're you're finally being helpful. To Twelve minutes in, or whatever we are. So uh, a year it, and a half in. <laughs> the, 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 the show feels like it's been a year and a half. This two episode. years. I don't know how long uh, I've been here. So uh, you're smart, smart. So <laughs> like the football season, best football season we've ever had in school history. Yeah. One district for the first time in school history. Basketball, they did a lot better than they have. Uh, recently like they had once a couple seasons like you know a decade ago but like with these kids best season they've ever had and then track uh it's just been better so i i I was thinking a lot about how like and and i've been talking you know like this show i talk about myself quite a bit you know i don't know if anyone's noticed (laughs) 
But is there anything else to talk about? Uh, no, uh, <laughs> not at all. So <laughs> the world doesn't revolve around me, but this show definitely does. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to teach the world a lesson. <laughs> no, I think I, I think I'm trying to learn a lesson, but uh, this, or oh, this is my well, punishment or something. That's why this show is going to go on forever. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. Continue about your sports. Forever, thing. forever, ever, forever, forever, ever. It was ever. a song reference, and I said forever thrice, which is a joke. You for did. Me. It was repetitive. It's alliteration. <laughs> no, that's repeating not something that is. isn't alliteration. It's just repetition. Live, live, live isn't alliteration. It's just dumb. No, it's, not. <laughs> <laughs> it's just repeating things. I know. That's that's one of the funniest things you've ever said. I'm pretty, pretty. <laughs> not wish, really pretty, anyway. just pretty, pretty. I'm not any of those things. Okay, let's make the Jesus point because I think this is still a Jesus yes, show. So, get to God, please. <laughs> so, you know, people who have been listening the last few months slash years know that the spiritual life for Taylor isn't going super swell. Uh, but I was thinking about, uh, you know, like, so I, I've been pretty negative about it recently. Okay. And I think people who have been listening, like multiple people have reached out to me, like, are you okay? <laughs> like, after Aww. the show. And, That's like, usually you for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, there's, it's like the, uh, what, what do you call Let's see if you get this reference. Like the, the it's not the pyramid of foods. What is it called in nature oh, where like the, the lions needs. eat the thing? And the oh. Oh. <laughs> the, the chain of command. What is it called? The chain, isn't that the food thing? Food. It's like the circle of life. And I don't. It, yeah, we're going to go with circle of life. That's not Simba. the word I'm looking for. <laughs> but yeah, like the lions, all, all the animals that bow down to Simba, like Simba ate later. Like, yeah, like circle of life. That sort of thing. <laughs> So, I don't really know who's who in the scenario, but yes. I, now I'm I want to go home and watch Disney. 100% Mufasa. <laughs> You're that scar. is true. Am I? No, I'm not. I'm the dad. You're going to throw me in the canyon and be like, peace out. That, like, that is Mufasa. I that's the that. opposite. No, I'm Mufasa. You would totally throw me in a canyon. You need to Mufasa because you ran one lap in 18 minutes. Okay, let me I'm make my hyena. Jesus point. Let me make my oh Jesus my gosh, point. Oh my gosh, go. <laughs> So, uh, like, people are like, are, are you okay? And, and I, the answer is yes. And I was, wonder, I was wondering, like, why the answer has been yes. Because as bad as things have been here recently, and if you, I'm not going to go into it all, but if listen to the last few episodes. There are reasons outside of just Taylor that spiritual world has been difficult. Um, but I was thinking about, like, why I'm still, like, mostly okay. Like, I have my moments of, like, anger, anger, or sadness, sadness. But, like... Ultimately, I'm okay. And I shared this years ago on the show, uh, but I thought I'd bring it back because nobody listened back then. So there's a scripture uh, from Jeremiah 17, uh, 7 and 8. You have it memorized. Go ahead. <laughs> I'll let you read it. Okay, yeah. that's uh, Just in I'm case so you missed selfless. that one word, I don't want to make you look bad. So Thank you. I appreciate that. And I don't know which version you're doing, so. <laughs> I don't either. I use Wikipedia. So here I only we go. know the Latin. Everybody's like, we need to use the, you know, Catholics are out here arguing, should we use the NAB or the Dewey Reams or that one that Scott Hahn uses? And I'm just like, just, just use Wikipedia, bro. Whatever pops up first <laughs> is what I'm using. So here we go. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. 
So th- I think there are some similarities to me in this tree and some very large differences. <laughs> so <laughs> one, I think like you know we talked about like with my athletes, it's like the reason that I'm like ultimately okay, even in like seasons of big drought, you know, like the last year has been tough. The last few weeks have been particularly tough, but I still have mostly good days. You know, I like personally, spiritually, like life, like I still have mostly good days. And I think the reason is just like my kids worked hard this past summer. Like I worked really hard on like building the foundation of my spiritual life, like in high school and especially in college and like those first few years of marriage. Right. And that's not to say that like, oh, if you do a lot of work spiritually 18 years ago, you're good now. That's not the point. But the point is, it's like I, I'm that tree, and I set out my roots a long time ago. I wasn't directly by the stream. That's where the ho- really holy people go, like the, the sisters and nuns and the two priests that are still holy. Uh, you know, but, like, most of us, like, we're <laughs> planted, and, we're like, the tree's over. Like, the, the, we're here, there's a tree, and the water stream's, like, over there. We're kind of close to it. And even though, like, on the outside, like, on top of the tree, you know, leaves can fall. It can look dead. But if you're if you're if you're reaching all the way with your roots underground, unseen, to the river, like you can still have life. That's deep. That's deep, Taylor. The, the river, no, or I my think- roots, or my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> all of it. No, I think you're absolutely right. I think I I, th- I mean, isn't that why we tell people all the time your foundation is what matters? My husband and I work with young couples. We have a little young couple right now that we're working with um, as their sponsor couple. And it does, it matters. I can see that in my own marriage, like the foundation, the children that you bring up, like I have a kid that's 18. And there's sometimes I'm like, oh geez, did I tell him? Oh yeah, he does know that. And I'm like, oh yeah, cause we started talking about that when he was like seven, you know, like he's 18 now. So there's a lot to what you're saying about those moments, especially when you have to go into that foundation and what you did. It's not like you abandoned the the tree or the stream and you're like, I'm going to live in a teepee now on, you know, cement. <laughs> right. I don't know. Like that if you left analogy. your husband for five years, you couldn't be like, yeah, our marriage is still good. We're doing great. <laughs> well, it could be. What if you come back? There's some pretty amazing stories, you know, don't discount it. Like what you, what you put down in foundation Hold on. is Once pretty again, The intense. things that Liv Harrison says do not represent the thoughts of feelings of Forte Catholic. Do not leave your spouse for five years. No, I didn't say leave your spouse for five years. I'm just saying like, don't give up on love and the foundation, Taylor. I'm like totally like saying that. So anyway, but I mean, in my own marriage, I can absolutely see it. And in my parenting, I can see. Um, and then with myself, what's interesting is that because I don't have a foundation with myself, that's where I'm like faulty right now. And so it is because I don't have a foundation. I'm having to actually build one currently (laughs) right now. Other things I built, but that I have not. So I concur. I say yes to what Taylor said. (laughs) We we agree once on this show, in the history of this show. That's why I'm pausing. I don't know what else to say. (laughs) I agree with you, Taylor. (laughs) We're not sure what's going on. There's silence now. No, but you're right. Uh, You'll get through it. So I, I think the things like, uh, you know, people are like, we'll have no worries in a year of drought. It's like, my tree's still worrying. Like, I still have some <laughs> worries. But ultimately, like, I know it's like, even things aren't good. I think that I know they're going to be okay eventually. Yeah. Um, but that's because you did the work before. And I think here's something that I do want to say, though. If, okay, here to make this point, 
even if you haven't done the work, even if you haven't built the foundation, if you haven't done the things that you should have done, you can always start now. Like, look at your athletes. It's not like they've been doing that since they were 10. It's not like they've been doing that since they were five. You're talking about one summer. So for some of them, that's their senior year. For some of them, that's their freshman year. Like, it doesn't matter. And so the the whole real point of it is, is that anytime you want to put down roots and get serious about stuff and actually put in the work, you're going to reap the benefit, especially when you need it most. And right now, I would say that you need it most, you know, and that that's the whole point. But I want everybody to know, like, it's okay if you haven't been running around the track 18 minutes like me. <laughs> You can get there. <laughs> One day you'll be as successful as live and running 400 meters in 18 minutes. <laughs> we can only dream. We can only dream. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of dreams, uh, I, I have nothing left and we're going to come back and you're going to talk about a woman and her dreams and something oh. about a Markle and a prince and an England. All things that I don't understand, but apparently were big last week and I just completely missed it and don't understand what's going on. So it was all a dream. I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. You guys know how much I love the Ave Explorers podcast. Katie Prejama McGrady's been doing this podcast for a little over a year now, and she just got her own show on SiriusXM's The Catholic Channel, and I'm really happy for her. But uh, Ave Explorers, I listen to every day. I can't afford Sirius, so uh, I listen to the free podcasts on my podcast app. It can sometimes be hard to find fresh, engaging, and practical ways to learn about the Catholic faith that feel relevant to your daily life. I don't want things to be irrelevant to my weekly death. That's why Ave Maria Press launched its Ave Explorers initiative to nourish your faith in ways that are meaningful to you. Ave Explorers is real people having real conversations about living the faith in the real world. Check out Ave Explorers podcast hosted by my friend Katie Prejean McGrady and make sure you subscribe to that show so that you don't miss any of the new and exciting content. You can also sign up for all the free content at Ave Maria Press. Dot com. I got confused. They they spelled out dot com like the dot is D-O-T. So Ave Maria Press dot com or by following Ave Maria Press on social media. The show's great. I'm loving this new season about Catholicism around the world. She has a, a person from a different country from literally all over the world every week. I love it. You should love it too. Go subscribe today. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. That is Olivia Eugene Harris in. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> no, dumb dumb. Not so dumb. <laughs> I am dumb dumb. So speaking of dumb, there are certain things that I'm very dumb about, and by certain things I mean most. But there's something that happened <laughs> last week. Yeah. That you were like, Taylor, I want to tell you about this, and I'm like, I don't think I care. But there was apparently. <laughs> I was seeing all these tweets and people are like, wow, England's terrible. I'm like, what did England do? I was like, usually we only say England's terrible in like early July and people are throwing tea into water and not the water's not in their cup. So I think it's wasteful. So something happened with England last week. And like you and I talked about this person named Meghan Markle and her husband, uh, Prince Chariot or whatever his name is. We talked about that. <laughs> About a Prince year ago. Uh, Prince what? Cuthbert? What did you say? Harry. Harry. Gotcha. <laughs> so we talked about it about a year ago, and you taught me all the things, and I obviously remembered all of them because I was 100% paying attention, and like just like every time you speak. But something happened last week, <laughs> and I don't know what happened, 
But everybody was up in arms and mad about England and mad about queens and princesses that aren't princesses anymore. So what happened? It's a big deal. It's a big deal. Is well, it? First, I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, first I have to start by saying that what happened was the brilliant and magnificent Oprah Winfrey, who I have to say, if there's a lesson on this whole thing, is I desperately miss her. She did we an usually save with... the lessons for the end of the segment. Well, I just wanted to like <laughs> not bury the lead. I, I wanted to like tell everybody not clickbait it. Uh, Oprah is a goddess, and we need her, and we miss her, and she should Again, be back on our television. Forte Catholic is not represented by Liv Harrison. We do not think that Oprah is a god. Continue. It's a little G. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so uh, media goddess. How's that? So she not interviewed Meghan Markle <laughs> and Prince Harry in California. I think they were in California. Doesn't matter. And um, Started out with Megan herself, just interviewing her, and then a Prince Harry came on later. This is such an incredible and important interview because royals do not sit down and have interviews and not at this level, not but on like sharing what they share. Is it the big the last thing time last was, year was that they are no longer royals? Like they so left? they're so that's kind of what this whole thing is about. Like they left England, they went to Canada, and then from Canada they went to California, and now you know the the Queen just came out and said a bunch of stuff, and like there's a lot of things you know that what are the happening. Queen said? And, what? Because you'll never be royal. royal. <laughs> She's a lord. <laughs> lord said that. Uh, you weren't going to correct me? Okay. Anyway, so Oprah got the tea. Megan and Harry spilt the tea. And we learned a lot from this interview. Wait, but wait, wait. what is so... <laughs> you okay, mean that like, spill forever. the tea means gossip. But I earlier yeah. made a, 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 a tea a, reference. A tea reference. That was a completely different thing. So it people was. are confused. Please use they're other not. liquids to make your point. You have smart listeners. I know a lot of them, and they're, like, way smarter than you. So they got it. They kept up. Nothing? Okay. So anyway, they, <laughs> so they explained a lot of things. But what it reminds everybody of is an interview that Princess Diana, which is Prince Harry's mother that she gave where she revealed a lot of things that like the royal family didn't want her to reveal. That's what happened in this interview. They said a lot of things. For instance, they said that um, there was a lie about Kate Middleton and who was married to Prince William and Meghan Markle and that it was published all over the world that Meghan Markle made Kate Middleton cry. It was a big deal. It was a big story. It was around her wedding. It was around all this stuff. And Meghan revealed that wasn't true at all. Actually, Kate made me cry. And so that was a big thing, first of all, and that they didn't protect her. Then comes into... I'm really glad is, every time that I've made you cry hasn't made the news. Oh, I mean, it, it would be... We need our own tabloid. <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of true. So far, we're doing well, though. Um, but two of the really, like, some other really major things that were revealed is that when Megan was pregnant with their first child, she's pregnant with their second child, she revealed they're having a baby girl. But their first child is a little boy, and his name is Archie. And they were told that he would not be given a title. So that isn't something that happens. He, they were also told he would not be given protection as in security. This is Prince Harry's son. This right, is the but queen's isn't the whole great thing grandchild. That they le like I thought the thing that you taught me last year was that they I'm chose to, to leave. 
No, this is exactly why they came on television to say we didn't choose to leave. What happened was the palace came and it's not the palace. It's called the institution or the firm. And they came and said to them, you, he will not have any titles. That was all spun in the news that Harry and Meghan said they didn't want titles for their kids. And they're saying that's not true. We were told he wouldn't be given a title at all, which means that he will not be given any security whatsoever, which this is a kid that's to really famous people. And they all have to have security. They're like, we're not doing that at all. And we need to discuss how dark is your baby going to come out? They actually asked Prince Harry how dark, because his wife is, she is black and she is white. And they actually asked, how dark is this baby going to be? We need to know. I mean, obviously, that's a, a big terrible deal. and racist That's a really question, big deal, though. Right? A terrible and racist question. Also an impossible question. Like, my, my, my wife ignorance. is brown. My wife is Hispanic. So my kids okay. are half. It's not like, okay. not that anybody asks, but it's not like I'd, I'd be like, you know, it's not like we have like a paint swab. Like a test get tube. Like- or whatever. <laughs> like, we didn't pick. They all came yeah. out mostly white, but we didn't pick that, you know? So how ignorant would that be if someone asked you that? Well, how brown are your kids going to be, Taylor? Real dumb. And why would anybody ask you that? And so then, therefore, the question is, so is this why he's not getting security and doesn't get a title? Because William's kids have security and title, and so do the other kids of other people in the family. And uh, there's a lot going on. So he moved them to the Commonwealth, to Canada, because he was trying to get safety and all these things, and he took back a step and all this stuff, and, and Megan was having a really hard time because when you look at the stories and this isn't just her saying this when you look at the stories about Kate Middleton this is a great example they showed in the in the interview with Oprah Kate was eating an avocado and like of course that's newsworthy right they're like oh Kate's eating an avocado she loves people she loves avocados Wait, Megan, if you like no, avocados you like wait. people <laughs> no the story about Meghan Markle is Meghan Markle is eating avocado toast, which means that she doesn't believe in humanity and in global warming. And like, it is the most ridiculous headline I've ever seen in my entire life. All because this woman was eating avocado toast. And it was like, she doesn't um, help the poor. Like it is like the most incredible thing you've ever seen. And right next to it, they put next to the same paper, Kate Middleton eats avocados because she believes in health and and whatever. So it's like they were showing all this stuff and it was a lot of stuff. And so she had gone to the institution for three years and asked for help. And she shared on the air that she became suicidal. And she actually went to Harry and said, listen, I can't do this. I am really in a really very dark space. I've asked for help. They wrote letters. He asked for help. He wrote letters. At one point, his father stopped taking his calls, which that I think is when they went to Canada. But anyway, long story short, there was a big event and she had just told him, look, I really mean I'm really suicidal. I'm not just saying it like it's not just kind of a cute thing. I'm saying I'm being real with you. And he said, well, then you don't need to go tonight to this event. And she looked at Harry. Imagine this as a husband. And she said, I can't be left alone here today. I have to go with you tonight. She revealed that on international television. That's a really big deal as well. And especially because Princess Diana was very, you know, she spoke about mental health when that was not spoken about back in the day when she was on TV and they did not like that. And we all know what happened. So he saw that he had to get his family out. So they went to Canada. They took back their senior titles, but they wanted to stay a part of the family. He loves his family. He said a lot of positive things about his grandparents, especially his grandmother, the queen. And then when COVID happened, they saw that things were shutting down. And this is what happened. They, at the beginning of 2020, they cut him off financially, Taylor cut off Prince Harry financially, the palace, the institution, the firm, and they took away his, his security. 
So now not only does his wife not have security or his child, his, let's remember his race child, okay, his black child doesn't have security and now they cut him off financially. That's a pretty big thing that they just exposed on television. And so they moved to California because of all people, wait for it, Tyler Perry, who saw this one coming, stepped in and said, you can live in one of my houses This 100% for free. sounds like one of his movies. Like 100% sounds like a Tyler crazy Perry. Crazy story. And he said, and I will provide you the security detail that you need. Imagine being a prince. I mean, for real though. And, and they say, we're just done. He said they all left them in Canada. They just left. So here COVID happens. He sees the borders are going to shut down. He's like, what am I going to do? Tyler Perry steps in and saves the day. So it was a pretty big interview. I got to say, there was a lot more revealed. It was it was fantastic. Oprah did fantastic. And this is going to be like, this is going to be something for the ages. We're going to be talking about this for a really long time because there's a lot of layers to it. Yeah. So there you go, Taylor. Now you're all kind of caught up yeah, with, the, with the important stuff. With all the, all the things. Well, so, there's a lot more, but I know you're going to get bored. Yeah, that happened eight <laughs> minutes ago. But uh, my, my big Biggest, my biggest follow-up question. Okay. Yeah, it's concerning. Because because I just am so disconnected from all this stuff. But yeah. Uh, okay. So what you, what happened a year ago? What I what I understood a year was this a correction to what happened a year ago? Where because it was my understanding that a year ago that the couple decided to leave the royal family and like give up their titles and all that stuff. I didn't know anything about the kid and all that stuff, but like that they decided to leave. So that's what we were this, led to believe. Is th- right. Is this a, this is a correction saying they this never chose to leave at all. They would not have left. They wanted to stay and no one would help them. And then they just started removing things like they just removed all of his military titles. Uh, Harry's all this other stuff. Uh, you know, Prince Andrew, who was involved with um, what's the guy Epstein, the guy that the really bad guy, <laughs> the pedophile that didn't kill himself. Um, and he was accused of, of being of having sex with a minor. And uh, Prince Andrew still has all of his titles. He still has everything, you know? Um, so it's very concerning that here is Prince Harry, William's brother. His, William will eventually, his dad's going to be the king. As soon as his grandmother dies, you know, Charles steps in as the king. William is next in line. Here's Harry, no security detail and no financial anything. He said the only way he got to California was what his mother left him, Princess Diana. So it's a pretty... I mean, it's a pretty, yeah, it's shocking story. And that's why they sat down to correct a lot of things. And people are angered. They're like, oh, why are they talking about it? It's like, um, because this is a pretty big deal because people like me and Taylor who live in Texas are thinking these are horrible people that just left the royal family high and dry. But they proved a lot that is not true at all. And that the queen was not blindsided and that this was something that everybody knew. So, yeah, I'm rec- I'm correcting everything, Taylor. Okay, good. <laughs> I didn't know until Megan told us. So here's here's my question. Yeah. Um, and there are obvious terrible things said in this involving race and family and that sort of thing. The the thing that uh, we all know Taylor doesn't trust the news and doesn't trust most people. So obviously like well, essentially what it's a lot of he said she said, right? Sure. So like last year it was like the queen and and the powers that be said all this stuff about them and now they're coming out and saying it was a year later or a year later, and that's all fake, right? So it's hard for me to mm-hmm. trust anybody. This is why I have trust issues with anybody in the public sphere, because, like, literally you taught me all what... I'm not saying it's your fault, but you're, you're all right. you're doing is relating what has been shared in the public sphere where, where I don't live. And, like, all these things are said, and then all these things are said. And it's like, well, then what actually happened? Because sure. in my experience with 
like my personal relationships and like, you know, like with your kids, who did it? Did that person do it or did that person, do it? you know, what did your son do and what did your daughter do? Your son pins it all on your daughter. Your daughter pins it all on your son. But really about most of either one did about half of the bad things. You know, one broke the vase and one broke the lamp and one didn't eat their dinner, you know? So like, what, how are we supposed, are we supposed to take all of this at face value or are we supposed to take all of last year at face value? Like where, you're more connected than I am. Like, how are you sitting with yeah. that? issue i think what's really impressive is they have actual like what they were showing for instance the queen came out a year ago with a statement like she i think she made a statement today or somebody made a statement. i don't know um and, and so it's dated and documented and she says in that statement which is before they left england we had many conversations we have had lots of discussions about this they were bringing this up today on the morning news saying you know the the queen actually wrote out and said that and we we were read that as the public, but then the tabloids, which they've been talking a lot about the British tabloids, which apparently is very different than what we have here in America. And so they were talking about how they took that and ran, and then we never heard from that letter again. But that letter exists, and we all did hear it when she wrote it, and it was said to us, but then the tabloids just started printing out, printing out, printing out, all this other stuff, and so everybody forgot about that. Same with, like, these other stories with Kate and with Megan. Like, when you put them all next together, you're like, to everything, they've got all the documentation. He's like, I wrote my father a letter. I have a letter to Prince Charles. I have this documentation. You have the stuff that the palace has already printed. So you can go and read it. It's just everybody forgot about it Taylor I mean think about how you get kind of you know like they kind of swarm you with all this stuff and social media and all the things and you don't remember and the news changes every five seconds so they took the time to say here you go here's what it was here it is you can read it yourself and here's these things now the story about Kate Middleton I mean you know they say they have a bunch of people apparently 72 people in parliament came to their defense um, no one in the royal family did. So I, what I, my point is, is you're going to have to go back and you won't because you don't care and I don't care either. Uh, but it's going to come down to the documentation. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's what it's going to come down to real that, letters and, and stuff true. like that. And I think you're right. I think that the does big exist. point there is just that like, yeah, I mean, we, we move on from stuff. We don't get real in news five seconds. We're um, all fruit flies. That's what we are. I, I don't We're know what like... that means, but we have to move on. So the, the, <laughs> the, the, the final question that I have, cause I know like all I saw on the internet was that one pe one was saying England's terrible, and then one a bunch of people attacking Meghan for you know, like for, for things that I didn't agree with. They were like, "Oh, how you know how dare you, a rich person who's married to a prince, uh, complain about mental health?" Like obviously, ev yeah, not everybody cool. can struggle with mental health. Like I knew that was one of the big backlash things. Um, one of the things, even from the little that I heard from outside, and then the and then all, everything that you shared, one of the things that I think also frustrates me. Uh, and because let's say a hundred percent of what Harry and Meghan said was real, and we just don't, and I just don't trust them because of the sure. media in the past. Okay, that's that, that's a fair criticism. That's totally fair. But I think the other side is uh, everything that you just shared. Like there are certain things. There are obviously very more important things in there, like her race and the race of her baby, and that being tied to them being cut off, like, that is a huge deal. Like, okay, avocado toast for two different women, it's like, okay, like, that, it's not as big of a deal as, as that, right? You could say, like, oh, you know, how different women are portrayed. Okay, fine. You could, you could make that argument. But I think one thing that I know that I deal with, and I think a lot of other people do too, is the whole, like, baby out with the bathwater kind of thing. Because right. I hear, just honestly, and maybe people will be mad at me, I don't care, but 
like I looked up their their net worth, right? And I'm not talking about money and and mental health, but Meghan Markle's worth about 10 million and Prince Harry's worth about 50 million. Like really they couldn't find a house to live in they couldn't find security like you have 60 million dollars as a couple and you're going to complain about security and 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 not being able to find a house now the only reason i bring that up is i have found in my personal life and i my life is nothing about them but if i come to you live and i i want to tell you uh all, all the things that I think is is wrong in our relationship, right? All, or even just like all the things. Let's say you've hurt me, and I just want to throw out all the things that you've done to hurt me, right? Yeah. And I might say, okay, here's the most important one, and then I just kind of layer it on with all these other things. Like that just gets overwhelming, and it's not going to. What's what's the goal that I should have is let's restore our relationship and try to move forward as a more healthy friendship, right? That's the goal. But if I'm tacking on, like, remember that one time you ate avocado toast? It's like, <laughs> what, what is going on here? So I think for me, it was, it's like, that's been my reaction to you sharing all these things. Like, there are some big things in here and some other things that even just naturally, I'm like, come on, guys. Like, this, this just feels like regular news. But maybe I'm making the mistake of dismissing the bigger problems because of these small kind of sillier problems. What do you, th- what do you think about that? Yeah, no, that's exactly... Right. Like, and, and you have to remember this was an interview. So it's not like they sat down and, and had a list and just read things. Oprah interviewed them and she asked very direct questions. The avocado toasting, and I know that was kind of taken out of a lot of context, but it was to show when Megan got to the royal family, she was like really welcomed and all this wonderful stuff kind of happened. There was a turn that happened. Harry said that it happened after their Australian tour. You know, they call it tours. I don't know why it's kind of like the army when they're like, Oh, my husband's on tour. I'm like, that's not at all what he's doing, but okay. So <laughs> thank anyway, you, were- Sydney. <laughs> right. Iraq, you've been beautiful. <laughs> you know? It's like, so he said, that's when everything changed. And so their point was, is that there was a shift and all of a sudden there was, it was vicious in the way that they, she was portrayed and the way that everything started happening. And that's what they were trying to, and they weren't, they didn't bring up avocado toast. I mean, Oprah did like they were showing, they showed the clips, they showed multiple clips. I just remembered that one. Cause it was avocado, but like they showed a whole bunch of back to back, like here's Kate and here's Megan. And so they're trying to show how the, the tide turned and what that did and how that was, that went into the mental health priest. I was telling you a lot of stuff. Like I said, I mean, it was an hour and a half interview and there was a lot more revealed. I was just kind of trying to give you the highlights. Um, so it has, it, it is more important than just her eating avocado. There's a whole reason as to what they were saying. Now about their their money, I don't know how that works. Also, I also don't know how much things actually cost. I know things cost way more than we always think they do. And so I don't know what that means. Like, is that all he has for the rest of his life? I mean, how much is this as a true <laughs> you, oh, service you detail? You only have 50 million for the rest yeah, of Yeah, but I mean, if that's, if it costs you 10 million, you know, you think about like what movies are and they have all these people, they have a PR person they have a manager they have a they, I mean they have multiple I mean like hundreds of people they probably employ I have no idea and if all of a sudden that plug was taken I'm sure you needed like a few they only stayed at Tyler Perry's house three months they said to figure out what to do so and they, that could be what they have now now that they're with Netflix and they've made some deals I don't know what happened in the interim you know what I mean like from the queen not really the queen but the firm taking away their money and their security and now that they've like 
apparently right now they're thriving. They're doing really well. So maybe that's where they are right now. Maybe it's like, oh, great. Harry invested in uh, AMC stock like everybody else and (laughs) made it big. Well, this literally all sounds fake in like a Tyler Perry movie. So (laughs) I guess we're going to wrap this up by saying, I know we have some listeners in Britain, especially on YouTube. Uh, We'll talk about it in a year. Everybody just take whatever (laughs) beverage you have and throw it in the nearest body of water. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Well, if you listened to last week's show, you know that I talked about online dating during the show. And boy, if you're going to online date, you need to do it somewhere where people share your morals. You can do that on Catholic Match. You can find other Catholics just like you who are praying and receiving the sacraments and also desperate for a spouse. That's what you can find over at Catholic Match. Uh, Online dating is the new norm. I'm super old, so I didn't do it, but I know that that is the the thing now, especially during COVID. They have great ways for you to to meet people. You can have, like, video dates before you meet people in person, which sounds tremendous. Uh, So create your Catholic love story today by going to catholicmatch.com slash forte. Catholic Match is making it easier than ever for single Catholics to connect could you imagine like living in like the Old Testament times and trying to meet somebody? It's like if you lived in a town of like 200 people, it's like there's that one dude that's your that's your age or that's one there's that one gal who kind of smells funny, but she's the only person your age. You don't have to live like that anymore thanks to catholicmatch.com/forte and also modern advancements, but mainly catholicmatch.com/forte. Sign up for your free account today. Unless you're married or a priest, or a sister. Don't break the law, you dummy. But if you're a single Catholic, catholicmatch.com. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I'm still Taylor Schroll. That's still (laughs) Olivia Eugene Harrison. And we talked so much the last two segments that uh, we're only gonna we're only gonna get to know Liv just a little bit. We're gonna do if you've been listening the last few weeks. I'm trying to do this at least once with all the co-hosts. These new pod decks that we have uh, it essentially lets me be asked good questions because my co-hosts have never learned how to ask me good questions, even though I ask them good questions oh for an hour a, a month. So okay. uh, here we go. We're both gonna answer these. Are you ready? I'm ready. When were your parents most disappointed in you? Birth. <laughs> it's kind of true. <laughs> My dad wanted a boy. <laughs> that's really sad. That's really it's funny though. And thus begins all of my problems. <laughs> that's. Do we need what to stop you? this segment and do some therapy? What just happened? <laughs> I told you I'd answer short. We only have a few minutes. Look, I did it fast, You're Taylor. True. And you didn't give me enough time to think about mine. I have like the date. It's funny because I told you like be careful with these cards. They could be I dangerous. Know. And like some of the stories that I want to share, like, I, I can't, can't share. share. <laughs> my parents don't listen to this podcast, so I guess I could go into more stories if you want. But that's my short answer. My Probably birth. Most disappointed in me. I don't know. Pass. Uh, nice. <laughs> who would should have said that? Who would play you in a movie? <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> Oh, jeez. For me, uh, it would be Jason Satham. <laughs> really? But here would be the thing, though. Here would be the thing. It would be not an action movie at all, so we wouldn't be using any of his actual gifts and talents. Just a, <laughs> just a big, bald guy with a beard. That's the I only that reason. Guy. It's just typecasting. He, he, like, should- you know, he, he would want to be like, 
I need to take this car over here and oh, use my voice. gun to, to, to save the people. I'm like, no, you're just going to stand over here and chill out for a while. <laughs> Make some Backwards people cap. laugh on the radio. Yeah, <laughs> Put on some headphones. <laughs> <laughs> so we'd waste Jason Satham's talents. How about you? I love that guy. We should have answered it for each other. I, you should have asked me who would play you, and I should ask you who played me. I, I can't think of any. I'm going to pass on that. I don't. I don't look like anybody. I don't act like. I mean, I, I act like Buddy the Elf, but I don't look like Will Ferrell. So, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I should put on tights. I mean, <laughs> Will Ferrell with a lot of makeup, I think, could pull you off pretty well. Oh, I'm sure any man could pull me off way better than me. I'm just saying, like, I don't know. I don't resemble anybody. Did you just so, say that you think a man is better at being you than you are at being you? Oh, yeah, probably. That's sure. really sad. I'm so <laughs> sad that you think that about yourself. We really need to go to counseling. Like, I don't even know what to do right now. We just need to end the show and find you a counselor. This is really sad. I, already ha- I go to therapy every week, Taylor. You know this. We, we, we've, I've made the joke in the last few weeks that, like, if and I, I know that some counselors listen, and they're just like, there goes Taylor being clinically insane again. I wish he would get help. You can talk to my therapist. She's great. And here you go. (laughs) Making me sad in this segment that's supposed to be the fun little ending. And you're like, my life's depressing. (laughs) Who would play me, Taylor? Who? You can't get out. I got out of one question. You can't put this on me. (laughs) Okay, so you fine. Pass. Obviously, Kim Kardashian. Obviously. Did you ever see, uh, you know what I think? I don't know who would play you, but do you remember the movie? What was it called? I think Demi Lovato. Huh. <laughs> I like how you don't answer my question. You're just like, who else is gorgeous? <laughs> I, don't, I know. I'm like trying to think, like, all right, fine. Then if I'm going to be, then I'm going to be oh, 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 hot oh, in this film. Thing. I don't know who would play you, but did you ever see the movie Shallow Hal? I think it was Jack Black. No. Okay. So Shallow Hal was about a guy. Yeah, ga- and the girl's like, or he's like morbidly obese. Thanks, Taylor. Bring me back to all my oh, problems. Listen, I'm trying, I'm trying to help you with your, I'm actually trying to yeah. do some counseling here. I'm not a okay. licensed professional counselor. Uh, it's Gwyneth Paltrow, the, the, the th- and isn't The thoughts Ryan of Taylor Stroll do not represent the thoughts of Taylor, Forte Catholic. You've had to say that a lot. You're going to have to scroll it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just, it's just constantly playing with the ticker on Sports Center. No, here, I'm trying yeah. to say something nice to you, okay? I am listening. I'm listening. So you you, you, you kind of know the premise of Shallow Hal, right? He was, a, yeah. he was a shallow guy, and every time he would look at, like, women who were overweight, he would be yeah. like, oh, that's gross or whatever, right? Yeah. But then he got, I forget how it happened, but essentially he got this curse or this whatever where he would see all women, like he would see them physically as they were on the inside, right? Oh, so, okay. So he would see oh, all man. these, like, you know, larger women, and it would show yeah. like on the screen, like a large woman, but then you, like you would show what he was seeing, and it's like, you know, Kim Kardashian. Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. Uh, and then ultimately it's about him growing and learning, you know, to love people for who they are on the inside, right? But I nice. think it would be like a, an inverse. I think the plot of your movie would be like <laughs> your healing journey of like you see yourself like he saw the, the big women, right? That's true. And like, I do. Now you're like the Kim Kardashian person, and it would be your growth story <laughs> yeah. of learning how to see yourself as you are on the inside and the outside now. And I think it would be a beautiful movie that would be really healing for you. Let's make that film. <laughs> that would be amazing. Well, uh, you brought up movies with Prince Harry yeah. and Meghan Markle. I they have $60 million dollars sitting around, so maybe they want to fund the movie. Okay, I last will. one. Last one. Yeah. Brag to me. Uh, brag to me about the best things going on in the past 30 days. What's the best thing going on in your life in the last 30 days? You got to think positive. Oh, my gosh. Brag to you. Oh, um, my marriage is the best it's ever been. Like, I'm not kidding. We call it the new 20. 
it is like I don't even want to like start talking about it. <laughs> it's insane. Well, good. I'm really happy for you. Just don't leave him for five years, uh, like you mentioned earlier. Uh, I think for me, I won't. Uh, the two things. One, I already mentioned. Like, I'm really just happy to be in track season. It gets me out of the house. Um, I'm really happy for these for these these boys and these girls that I'm working with. Uh, it's a lot of fun for me to kind of grow with them and be a part of their lives still. Uh, and then just like uh, like business wise, I mean, like just by word of mouth, more and more people just coming out of the woodwork. Taylor, can you produce our podcast? Hey, can you produce our podcast? And I'm really happy about it, and it's growing. That's cool. And that's been going. Really well. So you passed the test. We did our first pod decks, and you didn't say Yay! anything terrible. And we both we both took an out on two of the questions. So, uh, <laughs> but I follow, made you cry. Uh, don't follow Liv <laughs> on social media because she quit. You can follow the our show at Taylor Stroll or at Forte Catholic on social but media. But if I'm there, I'll be back next week. See ya. <laughs> you don't get to talk. We're done. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed today's show. We enjoyed making it. Liv and I had a grand old time. And now, uh, grand old time. We had a grand old time. It's a high flying time. Liv is now like uh, doing a journey across the United States and loving life. And I'm still here editing this podcast. And you're still here listening to the end of it. So if you made it all, the w- all this way, you know what you have to do. Like the video. If you're listening on audio, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're listening on YouTube, subscribe to the YouTube. And no matter where you're listening slash watching, share this with a friend that you think will enjoy it. If all of you shared it with one other person and even half of them listened, our our listens would go up by 50%. I think that's the correct math. So do it. Share it with a friend. Somebody needs a laugh today. And there are a ton of Catholics. You can share it with them. Do it. Love you guys. I'll be back soon. Bye.